0: A lot of questions, not a lot of answers. As it pertains to the Cincinnati Bengals, they're 1-3. and They got absolutely boat raced out of Nashville, embarrassed, embarrassed by the Tennessee Titans on their home turf. And here we are. Like I said, more questions, not a lot of answers. Who's to blame? What's the problem? What are the issues? It's everywhere. It is everywhere, everywhere. And unfortunately, when you have issues across the board in all three phases of your football team, usually there is a domino effect causing that, right? Uh, your your defense, you know, if your defense isn't playing well, just in general, uh, you're in a big hole and then it makes your offense one dimensional, right? Right if your offense isn't playing well and they're doing three and outs and not putting points up on the board and th- your defense is out there too much and they're taking too many snaps, not enough rotational players stepping in and doing that, it, it. There is not much going right for the Cincinnati Bengals right now. That's the bottom line. And usually I, I come in here and I'm calm and I'm cool and I'm collected and Hard to be that way. I mean, I know I, I try and be as objective as possible when I cover this team, but this 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 was a game that was extremely frustrating from a number of different perspectives. A number of different perspectives, and you can look at even the very first drive. Right, the Bengals get the ball. I love the aggressiveness. I love it. Hey, give, give you know, let's get the ball. Let's go. Let, let's get out there and let's let's you know, try and get points on the board first. And granted they did. And that drive was, had that drive ended in a touchdown, you would have said, man, that's a masterclass on how to have a scripted opening drive. You, you would have felt like, man, this, this, this is setting up to be a great day because I mean, there was essentially until the, very what was Burrow on that drive? Four or five. I mean, he was just pinpoint everything was working everything and then when the the field shortens guess what they can't convert in the red zone they get all the way down to the two-yard line and it's they instead of being aggressive which has kind of been the dna of this team over the past couple of years they end up opting for the field goal that's okay but then you look at the titans and we're going to look at, you know, the ins and outs and the, the stats and the drive summary. We're going to look at a lot of different things here. You look at, by the way, I have this game on in the background in case you're wondering. And I, I, I don't know, maybe the NFL will tag this and I, I don't know, whatever, I won't get. I don't know, whatever, with YouTube because there's NFL playing in the background. Regardless, I'm playing this game. That's the Cardinals game playing the San Francisco 49ers because the Bengals play those two teams over the course of the next handful of weeks. So this, to me, is a very interesting game, including the Cardinals next week. So that's why I've got that one on in the background. I'm going to maybe, you know, every once in a while put my shoulder in front so I don't get tagged by YouTube there. But regardless, regardless, man, things were looking pretty good in that opening drive. You were disappointed that they came out of that with only a field goal. But then you go, hey, okay, eh, you know, let's take it. It's a road game. It's a long day. It's the very first drive. It's been baby step time for the Bengals offense throughout the, let's just take it as we go. The Tennessee Titans come out. And this is what bothered me because you kind of felt like both of these teams were in a similar boat where I don't want to say backs against the wall, do or die season on the line. I mean, it's week four, but you gotta have some urgency. You gotta feel some urgency. And I understand your quarterback is hobbled. I understand that he may not be a hundred percent. I understand that your offense hasn't been clicking, but you have Ryan Tannehill going back there, and they're just and granted, they're on their home field. I get it. You know, you're a little more comfortable there. They're just doing flea flickers and they're throwing the ball down the field and they're playing backyard football and winging it around and Derrick Henry's breaking 18 tackles per rush. I mean, it was issues galore everywhere, everywhere. Um, And I I saw some things early that I was like hey you know the pass rush was doing some decent things for the Cincinnati Bengals the run offense the rush offense once again decent especially out of RPO plays you had on that early drive at least burrow hitting he had time he was hit and all of a sudden this is this is what the Tennessee Titans did today that bothered that was i i hey salute to them but i also really really get irritated that the Bengals didn't do the same today the Tennessee Titans played like their hair was on fire, for lack of a better term. Like I said, on offense, it was flea flickers. It was, I mean, it was physical, physical, physical. And then also, let's have some fun. Let's play loose. Let's have some fun. Then on defense, it was blitz with all kinds of different people. It was blitzing from everywhere. And guess what? It worked because maybe they have caught on to the fact that Joe Burrow is not one hundred percent, and maybe. Because of that, they are they realize hey, he's not able to dance out of all these pressure situations, quarterback hits that we've seen over so many games, so many years. If he's not 100%, he can't have the same mobility. Maybe we can try and blitz the occasional defensive back, linebacker, etc., and get him down to the ground. And that's what they did. He was hit often, and some of the hits were brutal. Some of the hits were like right on the, you know, as he's throwing right on the elbow and you're going, man. Uh, Hit often, pressured often, sacked three times. And not a lot of answers or responses from the Cincinnati Bengals. And when you look at this game, 27 to three, they got, what was it? 24 to three in week one. You've got a struggle to get a win last week against a decent Rams team. Yeah. I think they, I think they won today. You know, nice. They're a decent team. I don't think they're world beaters, but they're a decent team. You struggled to get into the end zone and struggled to get that win. And then you, it was a, a joke of a first half against the Baltimore Ravens on offense. You had to rely on a big punt return from Charlie Jones. The Cincinnati Bengals have not scored a first half touchdown on offense through four games this year. The Cincinnati Bengals offense has scored three, three offensive touchdowns in four games this year. Three. That's inexcusable, and there are a lot of a lot of people are blaming the coaches, and a lot of people are blaming the. It, there's a lot of blame to go around. And what I what I still adhere to is there is a domino effect. That occurs on a team when this is happening, when your offense is not performing, when your offense has high expectations and they are not sustaining drives, they are not doing the things that they need to do. And they rush a defense back out on the field. You have you have a defensive unit that then gets tired more easily. And then when you have a six foot three, six foot four, 230, 240 pound back coming at you, it gets a little tougher to tackle than usual. Now, there were some calls on the referees this game that I, I, I didn't really get. There was a face mask on Joe Burrow on a hit that he took that initially on the play, it was like, man, that's that's an incomplete pass. They called it a fumble, but they made the right call there. Did not get the call on his face mask. Right. There was another one. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, there was a couple where you just go, man, I. I what was it, the roughing, the passer that was, wasn't, and then there was an additional penalty or something going on there where you go, man, what's happening here? But regardless, the Bengals themselves and their players and everything are talking about how they are not executing. They don't understand why, and they don't, you know, they're out of answers, and they're frustrated. Now, I'm going to play you before we get into – some of the stats and stuff. I'm going to play you a montage of a couple of different clips here. Okay. These are, uh, and and if you're on Twitter, you've probably seen a bunch of these already. If you've been on Cincy Jungle, a lot of these are on there, a lot of different places and great, 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 great work from the Bengals beat writers. Those who cover the team directly and are on site talking about olivia ray we're talking about joe Daneman, we're talking about caleb noe we're talking i mean there's the uh, mike petralia ben baby i mean the, the list of course paul daner uh jeff Hobson, the the great jeff Hobson. all of them do a great great job so it's hard to credit every single one of them for these specific clips because they're all there and they're all recording them however i want you to take a look and and, and this is a disclaimer there is some There is one uh, bad piece of language coming from one star player from the Cincinnati Bengals here. So if you are listening after the fact, if you are listening around children, keep that in mind. I try, I I got kids, so I understand how that goes, but there is one, one bad word from the Bengals star receiver here, but I want to play you. It's about a minute, a little over a minute. It's Joe Mixon. It's Zach Taylor. And it's Jamar chase talking about a, a variety of different things with the Cincinnati Bengals. So Go uh, check this out real quick and see what they have to say about things. Confidence level still pretty high. Frustration levels, very, very high. And the good news also is they're talking about high levels of accountability, etc. But check this out. It's about a minute. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work.
1: Learn more at Marines.com.
0: Nothing was good enough today for us, really. We got to beat in every face, and that, that's up to every player. That's on every every coach uh, that we've got. This is unacceptable today, and, and I've got the confidence that we've got everything we need in this locker room to get, right, get back on track next week. Um, but disappointing, this is not the expectation that we have going in this game. Uh, Tennessee controlled the game, really, from start to finish. They executed. They beat us in every situation. Uh, hats off to them. They all played us today. Uh, more disciplined, more physical, and and so, we again, we've got to – We've got stuff up this week and have our best week planned yet to get back on track. To follow up, Joe, you said you're not concerned. Why aren't you concerned? Why would I be? Is it because of the offense you know
1: this room can have?
0: Yeah, you know who we got at quarterback, at receivers, in the backfield? Like, why would I be concerned?
1: At one and three, how much
0: urgency is there now in the room to – look, a lot of people are pointing to Joe, and you understand the expectations yeah. of this team, what this season can be, yeah. how much – can. Concern is not the right word, as you told me. How much urgency now is there in this room? Yeah, man, we got to we gotta go. <laughs> That's just, you know, all that come down to it. And like I said, we got to just continue to get better and keep building.
1: I'm open. I'm always fucking open. Excuse my profanity, I'm sorry.
0: So, <laughs> you see there where Chase ended there. But uh, I, you're seeing one profound thing that, there's two profound things aside from the profanity that chase used at the end of there. Uh mixing. And by the way, great work from all the people I mentioned before, as well as James Rapine, Marshall Kramsky, a lot of others that I maybe did not mention. So a lot of great work done by a lot of uh, Bengals beat writers, etc. there. So thank you for those sound bites, but wanted to share those in case you were, are not on Twitter or whatever. Uh, you can hear that again. Sorry for the salty language there. And even Chase at, the, at that he's all sorry for the profanity. Um, here's the thing though. Mixon looked that reporter in the eye the entire time of answering that question, saying, We're do you realize who we have at these skill positions? Do you so there's a level of confidence still there, and then you go to Chase's comment. Hey, I'm always open. I'm always open. Um, a little bit of shades of Ocho Cinco with that one, but. Regardless, these guys feel like, man, they're frustrated and they don't understand why it's not clicking. That's what's happening here. And, uh, you know, I I think nobody is really readily saying it's Joe Burrow's injury. It's the cap. That's part of it that's part of it but and and I saw my guy Bengals captain on Twitter say let's say Joe Burrow's at 80 85% physically but only 50 to 60% mentally and you go okay I mean that's fair I think that's fair but it, on the flip side does that mean that is how poor the Bengals backup quarterback situation is that if they have an 80 60 physically mentally just for the sake of argument capable Joe Burrow that an AJ McCarron, a Jake Browning, anyone can't come in and three points guys and gals, three points. And that's twice in a month. that They've scored three points. And yeah, they're turning the ball over. They, what, what they have today? What was it? Uh, two, maybe two turn uh, one turnover two turn, I don't even know. Let, let, uh, one. Yeah. Burrow lost a fumble. Uh, so I, I mean, you're not, suffering it was it's hard to count the turnovers just off the top of your head because you're like well remember the incomplete pass that wasn't that they called it fumbled and they called it it's hard to like account for all this stuff but my my point being is that it's not like they're you know minus four every game in the turnover margin and even yeah the pressure was terrible today but the offensive line play is a bit better overall at least in the first three games, not so much this game we knew this was going to be a tough one for the offensive line anyway regardless three points from this offense were i mean unless i don't three points is just inexcusable to me i, I and this starts to also breed another and we're gonna get <laughs> I promise you we're gonna get into some of the numbers I promise i keep I keep teasing it. This starts to breed the conversation of, you know, the targets on your back, your comments and your your your, you know, showboatiness over the last year or two and some of these wins over the, some of these te- these teams gun for you. They are coming for you. And they are playing their best game against you. And that was super evident today from the Tennessee Titans. They are coming for you and they know that the Bengals and Joe Burrow were undefeated 3-0 and against the Tennessee Titans, regardless of venue, regardless of regular season or postseason. They knew that. They knew Ted Karras' comments, and we all love it. <laughs> we all loved it at the time. We loved it going into this game. They knew that there's a lot of bulletin board material into this game. And you saw how salty the Chiefs were after they beat the Bengals in the AFC Championship game because of the stuff that the mayor said and everything. So when there's a lot of bulletin board material and you've been a successful team, you're going to get the best shot every week. Um, You're at one and three now. You have a chance to get 500 at the bye. Again, you've got two teams by, it might be commercial now. You got two teams on the horizon that are playing right now against each other. The Cardinals aren't great, but they are scrappy. They are scrappy, scrappy, scrappy. The Niners look like one of, if not the best team in the NFL. And that's the team you get right out of the gates coming out of the bye. The San Francisco 49ers. You have to get to 500 going into this bye in a couple of weeks. You have the Cardinals on the road. You have the Seahawks at home. You have to get to 500. Otherwise, this is, this is a... Potentially torpedoed season. Um, I I I don't know how else to put it. it. It's this this today though, and 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 I have to say this. I've watched, I've covered the Bengals on a professional side since twenty eleven. I've watched the Cincinnati Bengals since the late eighties, early nineties. So I've seen all kinds of ebbs and flows with this team, what their body language is, the style of play. What may or may not, at least from a looking at TV, watching them in person, covering them, I, what may or may not be their their emotional state about the team, that sort of thing. This looked like a, at least as you got to the end of the game, this looked like a pretty emotionally defeated team, and that was pretty pretty hard to see, given the personalities in the locker room, the expectations in this, uh, you know, around this team. Now, granted, the team that the score got out of control, so maybe they just kind of said, hey. Let's just try and not get hurt. I I just saw a team that had a, a very different body language than I've been accustomed to over the past handful of years. And then, this is kind of the, the, the worst part about this game. T. Higgins, fractured rib per reports, probably set to miss, I don't know, pro- probably until after the bye, I would think, if not more, if not longer. So he has a fractured rib per reports. Ian Rappaport and others talked about that. And then you have Cam Taylor Britt. Really scary injury from Cam Taylor Britt. I hope he is okay. He he got he kind of came in on a tackle, and it's like his neck got pushed back, and he was almost grabbing his throat. Not so much his neck, he was almost grabbing his throat. So maybe he got a little hyperextension there. That was a, a pretty gnarly play there. I, I didn't like seeing that one. Um and and he left the game for, for a bit there. So uh, you got some injuries out of this one. You got absolutely walloped. And you got really the best effort possible out of the Tennessee Titans. And we know, and I've said this on a, on a number of occasions, Mike Vrabel comes from the Bill Belichick school. You come out of losses better than you were, and you come out of the bye week gunning. And the Titans got similarly embarrassed last week against the Browns in Cleveland and they were not about to go on their home field and allow that to happen. Now, if you're the Bengals, you have to kind of figure that that's the case. I, I don't know. I, uh, there's a lot, like I said, to tee off the game, the the show here, a lot of questions, not a lot of answers, at least for me. Um, You can call, you know, you can do play calling into question, especially when you have that quote from Chase saying, I'm always open. I'm always open. And he is open. Uh, today was a matter of getting the ball out and/or finding the guys, and there were times where Burrow was harassed early and got hit, and it, you know a, a, a wobbler came out of his hand because he got hit. His they hit his arm, and, and the trajectory got off. Some of it was sacks and all that kind of stuff, but there were times where there were there was time in the pocket, and he just I don't know he did it, it, it wasn't there. It wasn't there um you know i'm seeing a lot of different stuff as zach taylor got out coached andrew woods if you go back and watch it wasn't uh what was that comment here if you go back and watch it wasn't until joe gets hit five times before they they max protected this is the other thing and again we're gonna harbor on the numbers in a little uh, you know this is a game that exposes when you have a bit of arrogance in terms of how you feel about certain position groups. Now, granted, I thought the Bengals did something awesome this year in the draft where they drafted two more wide receivers to an already crowded room, but they saw, you know, contracts coming up and maybe some difficulty re-signing T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd, you know, the great slot receiver coming, you know, coming towards the end of his career there and all that kind of stuff. And so maybe they said, hey, let's kind of plan for the future. But when you do not, get a tight end in one of the last couple of classes there's a number of and by the way josh wiley made a a play or two today when you do not get tight ends this is this is a game specifically built to me this is a game specifically built for a solid tight end and i like tanner hudson uh i i like mitchell wilcox for the role he has on this team i like drew sample for the role he has on this team When you do not have a NA plus tight end, and granted Irv Smith was hurt today, so that didn't help anything. This was a game meant for that. A a, a nice outlet, short route, get the ball out quickly, big target, that sort of thing. This is a game made for that. And when you do not have a consistent threat there, that's a problem. And I see... I see this here. T gone, no tight end, Joe on one leg and aging running back. We're in trouble. Yes. (laughs) Yes. All of that. Yes. Um, I think Joe, Joe Mixon is most definitely not the problem at this point, as it goes with offensive production, Joe Mixon is having arguably, and and when you look at the carries and all that kind of stuff, it doesn't show it statistically, but I think Joe Mixon is having arguably the best game, uh, the best start to his career. I just, from a film and or watching him run type of standpoint, I think he's been excellent. Um, so I don't think he's been the problem. T is fantastic. He had some drops last week. He did not get a catch in the first week, and then he gets hurt today. That's a that and and Joe in his Joe Burrow in his press conference said, "Yeah, that hurt." T being gone, so yes, that hurts. Irv Smith being out hurts, and of course Joe Burrow's injury hurts. But at some point. If you're that confident in your roster and you're that confident in your game plan, you, you gotta muster more than three points. You gotta. Um, anyway, so let's let's talk about the uh the stats. The the you know, oh, do we have to go over these? Good lord. Uh usually I, I use espn.com for that. Just a quick reminder, by the way, I'm Anthony Cazenza. This is the Orange and Black Insider Bengals podcast and or uh, everything on the Cincy Jungle podcast channel here. Um, you can get that on the audio side of things. iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, all of the major ones. Our show, all of the post-game shows, Matt Minnick's Coach Speak and Chalk Talk episodes, Talking Football with Bengal Jim and Friends, and of course um if you go and listen to three and out from jason and kevin that is there too so leave a review on the audio side hopefully a five-star one if you are so inclined we appreciate the feedback and uh, subscribe to that if you can if you like the video side of things i'm feeling a little dungeonous in here it's a little i'm in i'm in my cave slash garage and i've got the i've got the garage door closed because i think it was a little too shiny anyway if you like the video side of things regardless you can uh, you can give a thumbs up to the cincy jungle facebook page and of course down there right down there by the cincy jungle icon there is a show orange and black insider show icon for our youtube channel we do we go live throughout the week it's not just me yakking and pissing and moaning in in a microphone all the time it's uh myself and john sheeran and others we've had some cool guests on here current and former bangle players if you're new here we've had a lot of uh cool guests which is awesome but uh we do a lot of opinions analysis breakdowns all that sort of thing so if you like the video side of things where you can see the videos of jamar chase <laughs> saying the expletives uh you are so you can you can subscribe leave a uh or give it a thumbs up to the video and of course click the bell to be notified when we go live and when new content is available
1: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All
0: right, here we go. Oh, Sophia just calling the shot here at this point. Bring on AJ McCarron. Oh, AJ McCarron. All right, let's uh, let's go with the and this is courtesy of espn.com good lord do we have to go through this we'll we'll kind of end with this stuff look at the look at the i mean not a great day from ryan Tannehill, but 18 of 25 249.6 enough this is exactly who the tennessee titans need him to be one touchdown one interception they did the Bengals did have three sacks on him they got to him but a 98.8 rating pretty solid completion percentage uh, pretty solid average. And then just, you know, the one turnover, but, um, and then you had Derek Henry throwing a touch. This was maddening to me. And we'll talk about that in a minute, Burrow 20 of 30. So he, he had 40, what? 49 passes last week, just 30 this week, 165, 5.5, just pedestrian as it gets 80.6 rating, uh, from Joe Burrow, which is not what you want. Run game continues to work for the Cincinnati Bengals, particularly out of RPO formations, 14 for 67 for Joe Mixon, one for four from Travion Williams there. Uh, and then this is this is what you couldn't have happen right here. Derrick Henry, 22 for 122, five and a half yards per carry, one touchdown. He accounted for two because he threw for one. Um, the Bengals going into this, and if you didn't see the game preview I wrote up on cincyjungle.com, the last three games when the Bengals were 3-0 and against the Tennessee Titans, Derrick Henry was averaging about 70 yards rushing per game, less than a touchdown per game, and, oh, gosh, I mean, I, minimal receiving yards per game, um, 26.3 to be exact. So they were containing him, and the only 100-yard performance he had was back in 2020 when this team still wasn't, was a shell of what they have now. So here here you go, 22 for 122, five and a half yards per carry, just busting through contact was Derrick Henry today, a long of 29. He was excellent, and that was really the story because if Tannehill puts up a stat line like that, which is eh, and Henry puts up a stat line like that, the Titans win. But that is the bottom line. And so Derrick Henry also had a two-yard pass, maddening about that, okay? The Bengals, they bring out Jeffrey Simmons. And you're going, oh. that was the other thing, by the way. When I, when I talked about them being exciting and pulling everything out of the bag. they're doing flea flickers. This was the other one. Wildcat to Derrick Henry. Jeffrey Simmons out in the lineup to get a pass. They were pulling out everything today because their backs were against the wall and they needed a win. So... Derrick Henry, one of one, two yards. He had the touchdown pass to Jeffrey Simmons. What was maddening about this, they trot this formation out there. The Bengals call a timeout. They regroup after the timeout going, wow, what was that? The Titans run the same formation back out there. Beat us, is what they said to Luana Rumo and the Cincinnati defense. Beat us. And we are not going to use both Derrick Henry and Jeffrey Simmons as decoys. We are going to use them in the play. And that's what happened. Just a gut punch of a play right there. Coming out of a timeout, you still didn't make the adjustment. Unbelievable. Uh, receiving here, Jamar Chase, 7 for 73. He's starting to turn it on statistically. He had the 141-yard performance last week, 7 for 73 for Jamar Chase, Boyd 4 for 26. And he had the one that was deep where you go, man, uh, could you? Could you? He got his hands on that. It kind of went through the both hands. I don't know. Ugh, tough catch but those are the th- these are the things that need to start being made the plays that need to start being made to turn things around t higgins just two for 19 and then he had the fractured rib um i hope he is okay tanner hudson two for 18 uh and a lot of just ugh, the rest of the way joe Mixon just one for nine hopkins four for 63 and really could have had a lot more in a bigger stat line had Tannehill not overthrown him slash maybe he could have i don't know there was a, a, a the, the flea flicker play to him where it went right outside of his outstretched fingers. Um, it could have been a backbreaker of a play a lot earlier than everything else. Uh, Westbrook, Ekine, five for 51 with a touchdown. This again, a lot of just eh from them. And then here's where you you look at it. it the defense really told the tale here. Tackles for loss, six from the Tennessee Titans. Uh, five passes defended nine quarterback hits, uh, And then of course, three sacks, nine quarterback hits. Ah, can't have it. Can't have it. Um, and then of course you've got uh, some stat lines. Trey Hendrickson had an up and down day. There were a couple times where I think he was flagged on a, uh, offsides penalty at one point, but had six tackles, a half sack. Uh, you know, you look at some of the other players here. Nick Scott up and down day Dax Hill. I, I thought they had, or no, it was Nick Scott that the, I thought they had tagged him with a, uh, a roughing the passer penalty. Where I was like, man, that there's no way. But I think there was a different penalty on that. I was in a loud place, so I kind of saw it, and I didn't, I didn't hear everything that was going on there. Miles Murphy gets his first sack as a pro, so that's pretty. That's a plus here, I guess, if we're looking for positives. But the Bengals here, uh, what was it? Three sacks, four tackles for loss in total one pass defended and seven quarterback hits. So they got to Tannehill a bit, but, um, you know, not enough, not enough. So that is not, not, not enough. I mean, I I don't know how else to put it. There's it's just not enough by the team. And when you look at, I'm going to pull up the team stats here. Oh, This is, oof. it's pretty hideous. Ladies and gents, I'm not going to lie. Pretty hideous. Let me pull this up for you here. Again, courtesy of ESPN.com. Right here. Pat. Uh, first downs, 23 to 14. Uh, 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 rushing first downs, 9 to 5. First downs from penalties, 3 to 1. That's actually pretty big. Uh, when you get three first downs from penalties, that's pretty big. This is the biggie, though, folks. Eight of 13 for the Tennessee Titans on third down efficiency. The Bengals, two of nine. And those two came late. Now, I think they were, what, oh of 6 or 0 of 7 to start, and then the Bengals got it later. But even on that good first drive, they didn't convert a third down. And then, of course, 0 for 1 on fourth down, 1 for 1 on fourth down for uh, – for the Titans, 51 plays to 62 in favor of the Titans. 400 total yards to 211 in favor of the Titans. Both teams had nine drives. Yards per play, 6.5 for the Titans, 4.1 for the Bengals. Ugh, that's just... Ugh. Uh, Sacks, three apiece, um, rushing 173 to 72. Another earmarker of what happened Here. Penalties, five apiece for both teams. But like I said, three of those five against the Bengals went for first downs for the Titans and that extended drives there. Both teams had one turnover. And look at the time of possession, almost 35 minutes to just over 25 minutes for the Bengals. That is going to do it for you. I mean, that that, that will will seal your fate. That's the kind of stuff that seals your fate, 100%. Now, there's a lot of questions here and we're going to get out of here in just a minute. Um, There are a lot of questions about Zach Taylor's future and, uh, you know, what, what do you do with Burrow and, you know, again, it goes back to that question of, you know, where's Burrow at mentally, physically, as opposed to what your backups can give you. Because again, when we're talking about the the, the mental part of it, we're talking about a guy who didn't who missed out on five weeks of practice and or preseason play. Granted, it would have been very limited preseason play, if at all really, but you're missing out on time. You don't do something for a while, no matter how good you are at it, there's going to be rust. It's kind of just how it goes. So I think that the Tennessee Titans exploited something, and maybe this is what the Bengals – Didn't want to admit, but if Burrow is not as mobile and is unable, unable to get out of pressure as easily, I mean, we've seen him, he's done wizardry type of stuff to get out of pressure. If he isn't able to do that physically, then Obviously Tennessee saw something and they said, we're going to blitz you. And while we're not, we're not going to maybe get you with our biggest, strongest guys. We're going to get you with fast guys because the Bengals also like to get the ball out fast as we've seen before. So I I think what the the Titans did exploited a big area of concern or big, uh, you know, basically an open wound potentially for the Bengals. In this one going forward, but the Bengals will need to further adjust. Maybe this again last year, if you remember, they weren't one and three, but they, I mean, if you remember, they, they like made adjustments to their passing plays and everything. Uh, Yeah. I mean, I get it, man. I, Steve. No excuses, and I see Gabba saying it in a little more explicit fashion. No excuses as a team, but yeah, th- really, what we're talking about is excuses. That's really what we're talking about. Is the Burrows injury? I mean, it's it's excuses, but there is validity to some of those excuses. But on the flip side of that is, you got a good team. You feel good about how the way the roster is constructed. Go make the plays. Three points twice in a month from this offense, regardless of the, I mean, if he's healthy enough to play three points twice in a month from this offense is pretty inexcusable. So they need to figure out a way. And Hey, if it, if it means becoming vanilla, if it means seeing some of the stuff we saw against the Rams where it's 49 pass attempts, but you know, it's three yard drags. It's, Five yard Joe Mixon runs, and it's it's death by a thousand paper cuts, but it gets you wins. Who cares? Figure it out. Figure it out. Bengals are one and three. A lot of soul searching needing to be done here. And when you look at really the, the landscape of the AFC, really weird year. You know, the Steelers, they. Uh, They outlast the Browns in that bloodbath of a game. Um, You know, you got the Browns, you know, they demolish the Titans and go get smoked by the Ravens. The Ravens barely beat the Bengals and then lose to the Colts and then smoke the Browns. So there's a lot of like teams figuring all kinds of stuff out right now. But the bottom line is with three losses, the Bengals safely have about a three to four game leash. In terms of losses that they can afford at this point, right now, they got to get to double digit wins, particularly in this division, and particularly when you started with an 0 2 hole. You have to get to double digit wins overall. You have to win basically, win out your division games that you have remaining. And you have teams like the 49ers, you have the Chiefs. You have two against the Steelers. And granted, the Steelers don't look that great, but that's a tough matchup. You got another one against the Ravens. You got another one against the Browns who've been your Achilles heel. You've got tough, tough games coming up. So you need to figure it out. You need to figure it out fast. You need to get to that bye at 500 and heal up, rest up, and hope everything kind of starts clicking again after, after that like it did last year but uh anyway thank you everybody for tuning in. we've had a lot of uh, god a lot of people tuning in live it's awesome um on a variety of different platforms twitter our youtube page and facebook appreciate all of you tuning in i know a lot of us are frustrated i know a lot of us are wondering what's going on and i know there's more questions and answers but uh, there's a lot of talent on this roster as well and there's a lot of Bright minds. I know a lot of people don't want to hear this right now, but there are a lot of bright minds on that coaching staff for the Cincinnati Bengals. It it, they have these lapses. They have these lapses where you go, man, what's going on with the offense? Man, what's going on with the defense? They have it, but they also have shown the ability on the plus side to figure things out, to adjust, to reinvent themselves in a lot of different ways. So hopefully, that's that's coming next, but. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in live again. Get this show on your favorite audio platform: iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, all of the major ones. We are there. Go and subscribe to our YouTube channel down in the bottom corner there. Show icon, click that, and we've got a lot of different stuff. We had a recent quick interview with Orlando Brown. We just did a uh, we we were at a an event for him and his charity his work with the charity JDRF Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation at Paycor Stadium. So go check that little clip out. It's a few minutes long, photos, videos, interview, all that kind of stuff. And then of course, keep it to cincyjungle.com for your news, opinions, analysis, everything there. And of course your podcasts, hopefully you like what we're doing here on this show and on the others on the podcast channel. Appreciate all of you. I know it's a tough Sunday. It's a tough day. It's always tough talking about a loss, but we commiserate together commiserate together uh take care everybody have a good rest of your weekend and week ahead we've got more shows coming at you take care